This is the Better Life, Better Work Show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm a life and self-leadership coach for authentic and ambitious small business owners and professionals. I show up here in your ears as a transparent leader doing the same inner and outer work that you are. I'm here to remind you that you're probably a gardener and not a machine and that soft, sustainable and soulful success is actually available to you on your own terms. Emotional presence and wellness are also available to you as someone who juggles both an amazing business and a beautiful life. I'm here to remind you that more is not better, better is better. I think I'm live. Hi, I'm Allison Crow, your favorite life coach. And um, on Facebook this morning, I shared a post a personal post about um, yet another diagnosis for one of my dogs. Um, For one of my dogs. And I talked a little bit about living in the range. The behind the scenes we've had a lot of personal stuff. Um, We've had some loss. We've had some family things that are not public going on. And then also we've had um, Rocky, Rocky died. Leroy has heart disease and that's not a good thing. And then (laughs) Clementine has um, been diagnosed with most likely um, uh, an aggressive bone cancer that is certainly quickly fatal. And yes, I'm sad and I am grieving. And at the same time, I feel something strange. (laughs) And what I feel that is strange is because of my one thing. And this has been coming up um, for my clients in business and in life and emotions. And I want to share a slight perspective shift with you. Nurturing practices. Some may call them habits, (laughs) but habits feels a little too harsh for me. The one thing coaching, most coaching misses and that it's taken me years to get is um, how to care for the nervous system. You can't really change your thinking. And it's really difficult to change your actions when your nervous system is fried. And I've spent the last five years slowing the fuck down. Slowing down. Slowing down. And I have a couple clients right now that it's so sweet. I can see they need to slow down, but they're going Mach 10 with their hair on fire. And we tend to go fast so that we don't have to connect with ourselves. It took me three years of slowing down physically to be able to start to emotionally really connect inside. Presence. Presence with myself. 
And today, as I sit in the middle of the range, the range of anticipatory grief, my dogs, two of my dogs are still here, both with fatal conditions. I mean, aren't we all living with fatal conditions? We all will die someday. Just more real. Um, And then on the other end, absolute clarity and joy and power and light in my business like there hasn't been in years. Capacity. Many, many years ago, almost 10 years ago, I think I had a um, private coaching session with Hero Boga. And it was interesting. I just came across, I was talking to my clients about this. And then all of a sudden I was in the back end of my website and something popped up almost as if a miracle it was a web post, uh, a, uh, a web post. It was a blog post back when I did blog post about my session with Hero. It had all my visual notes. And I, one of the things I remember without looking at my notes <laughs> is that Hero said, you don't have the capacity. And she said it in the most loving way, but she said, you don't have the capacity for the dreams you want. And I didn't get it at the time. And... I find myself here on this morning of both like space and joy in my business and also anticipatory grief with the stuff with my dogs. But it's not just a saying anymore. My heart and my body can hold it all because I've done the one thing that helps me grow my capacity. Now, here's the secret about one thing. Um, Gary Keller and Jay Papazon wrote the book, The One Thing. I don't, I don't think I've even read it all, <laughs> um, but I got the gist of it by the title and probably the introduction. And the one thing doesn't mean you literally do one thing. It means that everything you do do is in service of that one thing. And when I nurture my capacity with nurturing practices, everything else is handled. I have nurturing practices in my life. I have nurturing practices in my business. And if I were to make a list of them all, and I can share some of them with you, but my nurturing practices may not be your nurturing practices. But when we got the news with Clementine yesterday, honestly, we thought like, oh, she has arthritis. We, we were not anticipating less than two months to live bone cancer for our youngest, healthiest dog. <laughs> And I'm sure there will be moments and pockets of tears and all that other stuff, but I just dropped in even deeper into my center. I was talking with a client the other day who I know does yoga. <clears throat> and she used the phrase, she says, she does, also does breath work every single day. And, and y'all, Listen, I know this is my like little brand slogan and I wear my Breathe Y'all clothes all the time. I'm not really wearing them to promote my business. I'm just wearing them because A, it's so cute. And B, 
that is where it started. Like just breathe, Allison, breathe, like, and not thinking about it, but breathing it into my body. Slowing down, slowing down and breathing into my body. Give me the capacity to center and hold anything that comes my way. So instead of having a reaction up here with difficult news, I take it into my body and hold it. And when it's time to release it, I'll release it. But so often and for so many years, I was holding everything above my head. And you smart people do this. Maybe not smart people do it too. I don't know. I'm a head-centered person. Um, Like you can be head, heart, body centered. (laughs) I used to think I was heart centered, but I realized that. And and what that means is if you study like the Enneagram, it's, it's not a fault or a criticism. It's just where you subconsciously go to solve coping problems. And my subconscious goes to thinking, solutions, certainty, um, disconnect (laughs) for safety. And so I tend to go to solve problems and help me understand and gathering information. And I've learned that all of that leaves me completely ungrounded and uncentered and all the weight energetically is in my head. (laughs) And so it can get very like reactive. And the more I practice, now here's the thing. Nurturing practices, a.k.a. habits, over time, shift your primary state of being. Is Oh, let me go back to my client with the yoga. So she said, I use yoga and breath work for rest. I never thought to use it for power. And so often we use our... I can't meditate. I don't, I don't do quiet meditation. I do active meditation. My meditation requires movement because that's my brain just goes too fast. And so many of us are using resting, nourishing principles or nourishing practices for rest. We're not using them for our power. I told her, Lee, come here. I told her, you don't just be a yogi for your rest. Be a yogi to uh, that barking. Good boy. Come here. Be a yogi to hold the difficult things in your life. This is why I'm not a yogi anymore. It's been 10 years since, maybe seven years since I did yoga. Maybe I'll pick it back up. Probably not. Um, But I did used to do yoga. I did um, Bikram yoga. And there were days when you would have a certain pose that you would just nail because you were centered. And then there are other days when you would wobble. And that is so like life. Like some days you're going to wobble. You're going to have a difficult time finding your center. And other days you're going to be able to just drop in and nail it. And what's interesting about those poses, those poses are challenges, right? Like wrapping your legs around your body and putting one arm up and having the other leg back, that ain't easy. (laughs) And it becomes easy with practice. And in the coaching industry, 
there is so much focus on goals and so little focus on process because goals are sexy and they are alluring. And I'm all for having goals, but that is the tiniest part of what will get you there. What will get you there are the practices, the process, the nourishing habits. I'm going to list out some of my nourishing habits. Please know, and I'll, I'll do some for life and I'll do some for business. Now, here's the thing. My nourishing habits make up 90% of my life because I cultivated it that way. I'm not saying you should do all these things. One time a family member called and was like, how did you solve the crow money curse? I didn't do it overnight. It was cultivating, nourishing practices. Both earning and being with my money every Friday morning. Okay, so um, when I list these all at once, it's going to sound really overwhelming. But honestly, I I added these one at a time, and now they they seem effortless. <clears throat> and so, um, what my day looks like? I, first of all, I don't do work with clients until ten thirty or eleven every single morning. And generally, I don't do calls after 3 p.m. These days, I've been doing a three, a few three to four. I have a little bit more capacity. Less naps, more capacity. Because I spent five years taking naps. Nourishing practices. So naps are a nourishing practice. Um, honestly, getting up and looking at my phone. Everything says, don't get up and look at your phone. I get up. I take my morning meds. 20 minutes later, I have my coffee. <laughs> I look at my phone and I watch the news. <laughs> It's what works for me. For me, it's grounding. For some of you, that might be traumatizing, but I am able to hold it. And I hang out on the couch or in my bed with my dogs, and I just have a really slow roll into the morning. Um, I'm a little off on this nourishing habit, daily walks. Neither one of the dogs can walk right now, so I've been using it as an excuse. Daily walks, daily movement, daily stretching. Um, Normally, I just have one cup of coffee. Today, I'm having two, so I'm breaking some of my nourishing habits. Like, there's so much compassion. But I drink water all day long at my desk, and I am so keenly, not only am I physically drinking water, I'm so keenly aware of the abundance of, I am, like, we in America shit in clean drinking water. Y'all realize that, right? And so the water that comes out of my faucet or my refrigerator is pure and clean. How luxurious that is. Um, The music I listen to in the morning or the podcasts that I listen to that nourish my thinking, my journaling time, my parts time, my um, the nourishing practice. Like this morning, I came into my office a little earlier and I cleaned my desk. Um, my skincare routine in both the morning and the evening, um, taking my vitamins. These I used to be the worst about taking my vitamins, making my bed. There's all these little things that most people don't give their time and attention to. And God knows I certainly did not. I grew up um, in chaos, no routine. I did not realize, I've been married to my husband for almost 14 years. Are we 14 or 15? Maybe 14 is this year in May. We were living together for seven years before I realized, oh, 
I chose this man because, because of the routine, because of the regularity. My nervous system chose him because of the lack of chaos. And it used to drive me nuts. And now my home, my life, the way we move around the world is gentle to my nervous system. So that when something like a dog getting diagnosed with bone cancer hits, I'm able to hold it instead of leaving myself. The last two years, the work that I've done in internal family systems and I'm now doing with my clients is all about how do you not leave yourself in this crazy thing called life? And the more I stay in myself with my nourishing practices, with my intention to stay centered and in my body, listen, ain't no fucking Buddha, okay? <laughs> last night I came home from the vet and that news and I was like, I'm having a fucking big glass of wine. Okay, so there, there is capacity for the humanness. There's Teresa. Teresa held a bucket for me. I had some complaints and irritations this weekend. And what's funny is the complaints and irritations weren't about the world in, outside of me. They were about the world inside of me. And I had the capacity to be with my own irritations. And it was fucking miraculous what came out of that. The insights, the shifts, the change, the energy. And so many of you are carrying a mental load, an allostatic load, and a nervous system load that is crushing your capacity. And I do not say that as um, a fault or a shame. It is the world we grow up in. Nature and nurture are set up to cause us to give away our power or to take on things that are not ours, over-functioning. Most of my clients, high-performing women, over-function and they are taking emotional responsibility for way too many fucking people. They are people-pleasing. How do we get out of that? The one thing, your nurturing practices. We've all heard in the business world the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. 80% of my life, actually for me, it's 90 because <laughs> I require, I want that much. I want a slow life. 80%, 90%, so I'm going to use the Pareto principle, 80, 20, 80% is nourishing practices. 20% is courageous action, right? So my nourishing practices, because I nourish my mind, body, spirit, nervous system, then I am able to, this is interesting. I find this fascinating. Johanna is here too. I know Johanna does this. She's been in business for a long time for herself. I know she's been in business for a long time for herself. And um, I just joined a new coaching program, a new mastermind and there's all kinds of ways for accountability. Here's the thing. I hold myself accountable. But one of the things my new coach gave us was a, a tracking sheet, right? And if you're new in sales or new in business, that's one of the things they teach you to do is track. Track, 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 track. I'm all for it. Now, here's what's funny. I started looking and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to start doing these things again. And then I started reviewing my last week and I was like, well, I did, you know, here's how many times I did that. Here's how many connections I made. Here's how many new connections. Here's how many voice-to-voice -voice or messages I made. Here's how many um, posts or shares or what marketing I did. Here's how many one-offs I did. I was like, oh my God, 
I am doing these things. My nourishing practice, right? So in business, your nourishing practices, if, if you're selling a service or a product, right? If, and most of us are in sales, okay? If you don't have a job for somebody else, like, yes, I'm a coach, but I'm also marketing and selling, marketing and selling, marketing and selling. My way of being, my personal way with social media marketing is share your heart, show your work, sell your stuff, love on your people. That's my little plan, right? And share your heart, show your work is, could could I track those things? Absolutely. But because I've tracked them so long, they no longer require a mental load. When you do your nourishing habits, your nourishing practices for your life and for your business, at the beginning, they will require your brain. But each one of you watching or listening right now, if you were to reach down and tie your tennis shoe, I'm wearing my Asics with my orthotics in them, the only thing that's comfortable. And if you were to reach down right now while you're listening to me, you could reach down without looking at and seeing your shoe and you could tie your shoe in a perfectly tight little bow to go for a run on your tennis shoe. Why? Because you have time on task. It has become a muscle memory. Here's a question for you. If you had, if it were a muscle memory that would serve your life, what muscle memory do you want to have? Okay, those of you who are watching, if I turn this into a podcast, I'm so sorry, you're not going to be able to see this. But get ready. I'm, this, is, this is a little weird and a little over the top. But I want to show you something. Very good visual representation. So um, right now, looking in the camera, the, my, my blinds are open, so it's, you know, the light's not great. But when I smile, let's see if I can look straight. Kind of hard. Okay, so when I smile, I don't know if y'all can see because of the light. Okay, when I smile, this side of my face, the muscle tone in this side of my face is stronger. And the other day I was like, why is this side of my face droopy? Like, do I I have Bell's palsy, which is a legitimate stress thing, but I don't actually have Bell's palsy. I've never had it. But I noticed that this, this, It's kind of hard to tell, but if I'm straight, see how much higher this cheek is? Because without any attention, my default nature, for some reason, this side of my face is stronger. Don't laugh at me. So I was like, and the other thing is I noticed that like when I take a picture, when I'm in a picture, one of my eyes will be nice and open and the other one is like, you know, I just have this crooked face. Track with me. I know this is weird. So... (laughs) I'm laying in bed and I'm like looking at my face, noticing. So I can move one side of my cheek, but I I can't do the other. Can you? I'm so curious. Like I can make that side smile, but I can't. Like here's what happens when, so I can do this side. And when I try it on this side, (laughs) I can't do it. Okay, now here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with my face. There's just no muscle memory. There's no practice, right? And so I, I, I was laying in bed with my phone, co- like not just covering, but holding this side of my face. And I was practicing with my intention, connecting my thoughts to my muscles. Oh, I just did it. <laughs> I didn't think that would work the first time. Oh, 
second time I did it, it did it with this time. Oh my gosh, it's little, but here's what's funny. I've told this story a few times, so I've been practicing. It's not as big as this one. <laughs> but I'm, I'm growing my capacity. <laughs> I know this is the corniest thing ever. I'm growing my capacity and my muscle strength. Now, here's the thing. This takes a lot of effort. Like, I have to think about it. Taking those dang vitamins... I can't tell you how many times I'd have these perimental problems and my, my um, nurse practitioner would look at my blood work and go, you're having hot flashes? You're not sleeping? You're depressed? Which medicine are you forgetting? I'd be like, uh, I don't know. And she'd go, how about that progesterone? And I would be like, oh, you're right. She can see it in the blood work. I'm like, yeah, I got lazy about that one. And not, not anymore. Without fail, I take my supplements and my hormone medicines every single day right because it nurtures me now it's become automatic it's become a part of the schedule and so (laughs) what in your life may not be natural like smiling on this side of your face (laughs) is it drinking water is it moving your body is it um, connecting with people? Is it sharing your heart and showing your work? I don't even, you know, I don't even think of it as content creation. It's what can I share that might help somebody shift their mindset, shift their way of seeing the world. Like the client the other day. Oh, I've only used yoga and breathing for rest. Yeah. What if you centered for power? What if you centered for your marketing? What if you centered for your family? What if you centered when, when the dogs were dying? Then what could your capacity be? Nourishing practices. I have, I have a list of mine. <laughs> and I didn't, it was gradually, then suddenly, gradually it would add nourishing practices. Suddenly, Right. It was interesting. I um, joined Weight Watchers in January. I've never done Weight Watchers before. And I started counting points. And for the first month, I counted points. And But once I practiced the way of eating, once I practiced the awareness, once I practiced limiting my sugar, once I practiced for a month, I don't need the Weight Watchers app anymore. I know, I don't need necessarily know the points, but I know how to keep a balance. And I'm still losing weight. I've lost 15 pounds. And I've still been able to eat whatever I want. But it's interesting. I notice it's not, it's not just the math equation. It is the nourishing practices become your state of being. They become your state. And when they become your state of being, it increases your physical, emotional, nervous system capacity because there is no mental load anymore. There is no mental load. And here's the thing I know about the people watching this. Y'all are fucking tired. I get it. I was tired for five years. Here's my final question. Yep, Allison, for me, it took five years. I don't know. Maybe you just need one nap. I needed 5,000. I've been in business for myself for 18 years. I've been coaching officially, getting paid to coach for 16 years. I've technically been coaching since I was 15 years old. Most of the world wants Amazon Prime. 
I love my Amazon Prime. Ordered um, the best eyeliner sharpener from it the other day. Went to went to CVS to get it in real life. Nothing. Amazon Prime. One day here. Bam. Love it. Most of us want Amazon Prime, but here's the thing. I'm here for the long game. If it was going to take you five years to heal your nervous system by the time you're 50 years old, would you start now? If it was going to take you 18 years to really drop into the power of your business, to your earning capacity, to your connection capacity, to your serving capacity, to your talent capacity, would you give it 18 years? Or you want that shit to happen overnight. And so you're bitching and moaning about it. You want sustainable. And I know sustainable isn't sexy. Everybody wants the volume. You want sustainable. You know, listen, if you're somebody that wants to create your retirement, right, Johanna? I like my work. Listen, I, I, I do not expect everybody to love their work. For some of you, your work is a function that provides, no, not for me. My work is the, it is part of my sole purpose. I did not have biological children. That was not in the plans. And I never thought I wanted to be a businesswoman. And this is my thing. It is my mission, my state, like this is my work. I don't imagine wanting to retire. I imagine being 99 years old and going out sharing insights from across the veil. I will come back and haunt you all with insights. I love this shit so much. If it's in service of your growth and my growth and the people I love, and if we can connect with our own selves so that we can be more compassionate in the world. I was taking a class this morning from Gabor Mate. He says, disconnection from yourself is the ultimate trauma. He's right. How can you connect to yourself? Every single one of my nourishing practices fills me up so that I can take courageous, courageous action. That's what I've got. I love you. I care about you. I love me. I care about me. Connect with yourself. You don't have to add them all at once, <clears throat> but I tell you what, if I were to start with two, learn how to center your, your being, learn how to bring all of your energy into your core, physically, emotionally, attention wise, low center is number one. Actually, I'm going to give you three. Number two, fucking breathe. Breathe with your mouth closed. I hired somebody to help me learn how to breathe with my mouth closed. Because when you breathe with your mouth open, that um, hits the cortisol button. We don't need more cortisol. We need it regulated. And then number three is move your body gently. Get up from these computer desks, stretch your hips, take a walk. Start with those three. And if you want three in your business, share your heart, show your work, make your offers. That's what I got for you. So here's the deal. Yes, my dogs are all dying. I am holding grief, but I am also holding the most power I've ever had in my business. And I want to invite you to come be a member of my coaching community where we have these kinds of conversations. There is, there is no curriculum 
The only curriculum is your own heart. And how do we reconnect you with you for your inner life and business truth so that you can connect with yourself and then move forward with creativity, courage, clarity. It's $333 a month right now. I have a feeling I'm going to change the whole entire financial model in May. You get in at $333 a month, it stays at $333 a month. But frankly, it's a $30,000 program and I didn't charge enough for it. We'll see. Um, you can you can find more. You can message me about that. We can talk about it and see if it's fit for you or there's no long-term commitment. Um, there's two calls a week. Not required, but for your availability. For your, in service of you, not in service of me, coachwithallison.com. That's the other nourishing practice. The rooms that I'm in are my nourishing practice. What rooms will you be in? What environment will you set up for you? So that's my one thing that keeps me saying nourishing practices. This does not mean I do not melt down. I guarantee you there will be many moments over the next few months of absolute sobbing and melting down. But my meltdowns will be holy and they will be meltdowns connected within to my deepest sorrow and pain and holy truth. They will not be mental drama meltdowns frothing up here. They will be here. And my joy will not be up here. It will be here. Thanks for spending time with me. Let me know if you got an insight out of this, what your insight is. As always, thanks for listening. And I want to give a special shout out to Elise Rich from Wide Awake Recordings for her sound production each week on my episodes, especially the car episodes, and for her music composition for my intro and outro. This show is sponsored by my three dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adopting when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better. 